Somebody come get them. They're too old for TikTok. Hello and welcome to Too Old for TikTok. We have so much going on in the TikTok land. But first, Catalina, how's your week been? How's my week been? My week been? My week been? Week my been. week's been better than your week, Dina. How's your week been? Well, I had one of the most tragic mornings of my life. Yeah, I feel like we should just skip over me and go directly to you. <laughs> to my tragedies. Yeah. It was a series of tragic events that turned very comedic. But basically, I went for a run. And I was running in Central Park, and now it's the day after Yom Kippur. So I had broken fast, ate a lot, you know, was dehydrated, and I needed to run because I'm running a marathon in a week. I got to be training. This is why it's, we don't run. This is literally why we don't run. I'm in Central Park. I'm feeling good, and a sudden urge to poop comes over me. Mm-mm. Trigger warning. So trigger warning. I start running pretty fast. And I'm like, you know what? I can make it to the boathouse bathrooms in Central Park. I'm like thinking, like, I'm going to make it there. I'm going to make it there. But there's one large hill that goes down before you get. And, you know, I did everything in my power. And this, you, this has literally never happened to me, but I pooped my pants. You've never so, pooped your pants? Not as an adult, no. Wait, I think we've talked about shitting our pants on the podcast yeah, before. Yeah, because you've shat your pants. Not as times. an adult. You, I've shat my pants ruins. twice. I didn't shit my pants, Dina. You did. You had I to did not. Pants. I did you not poop my pants. I pooped not in my <laughs> pants. <laughs> pants. Okay. Well, and I also wasn't wearing pants. I was wearing a dress <laughs> with tights. <laughs> okay. So. Anyway, you know, a little poop comes out and I get, so I run even faster and I get to the bathroom and I just, I, you know, I abandon my underwear. I clean myself up and it's like, it's okay. But I think, you know what, I'm going to go home. I'm going to take a shower. I have a 10 a.m. meeting I have to get to in the office. So already you're dealing with the fact that you are a 35 year old woman who just pooped herself inside your <laughs> <laughs> Precisely. I will say that is like a common, more common than you think with running. Like I remember yeah, something normalized pooping while running. Well, but I just also feel that's like never running, happened to me. Running shakes stuff up. Like well, yeah, and you that know? in combination with the Yom Kippur of it all, and it's also I'm also my period. You know, it was. It's just like my body's not in a good place. If you don't vacate before running you might run into a problem. Oh, or as friend of the pod, Ashley likes to say, don't trust a fart. <laughs> and that's absolutely right. Wait, before we get to the next best part of this story, I just want to say one time when I used to run before I had ankle surgery and <laughs> no, never could run again for the rest of my life, um, I had a scenario like this where I was like emergency status. Oh, I'm going to sneeze. Okay. God bless you. Thank you. Anyway, so, so, (laughs) so, um, I was running near my old house in Austin and I'm running down this path and luckily there was a bathroom like, and so I could like time it where I was like, cause I'm, I was someone who, if I didn't go, like there might be an emergency and I'd have to find a bathroom, Mm -hmm. but I never got as far as you did to actually like, you know, not have a little come out. Yeah. I went to this bathroom and I went to the bathroom, obviously. And there was no toilet paper. Oh, that's the worst. And and so my my roommate 
Jessica, big runner, was also on a run. Uh-huh. And so I texted her and I was like, can you please bring me toilet paper? Run and but bring me TP. she was already on the run. Mm. So she ran into the bathroom with a fistful of leaves. <laughs> <laughs> did you use the leaves? I think I did. Oh my God. I've never done that before. That's I know. Thank cr- God they weren't poison ivy. Yeah. That could have caused some issues Or wait, you. maybe I found some. I don't know. It was resolved. I don't remember if I went home. I just remember her running with a fistful of leaves into the bathroom. Like, I fixed it. <laughs> I fixed it. Let me okay. give you a UTI. Let's get to okay, the next part yeah. of the story. Okay, so I, I enter my lobby thinking I have about 15 to 20 minutes to shower because there is a known maintenance thing in my building where they're going to shut the water off from what I think is 9 to 5. So I get to my building at 8.45. thinking I have 15 minutes to get ready. That's perfect. Perfect time. I enter my lobby. My I see my super there. Thank God. With your poop butt. Well, you know what? He doesn't know I have a poop butt because I did. I cleaned up in Central okay. Park. Okay. But anyway, he doesn't know. So I go, oh Sam, hi. Like I'm I'm going to shower before they shut the water off. And he's like, it was shut off at 8 a.m. And I'm like profusely also dripping sweat. And I'm just. He feels so bad for me. He goes, you know what? Get your towel and meet me in the basement. <laughs> So he says there's a hose that's connected that isn't connected to shutting off the water for the whole building. So I go upstairs, I get soap, a towel, and like a clean set of clothes. And I meet him in the basement and him, my super, my handyman, and porter, three men are trying to fix this hose to work because they know that I need to take a shower. So I go in the basement. It's the boiler room. Mm-hmm. And I hose myself. I get naked. I hose myself off. I soap up. I'm, you know, I clean myself up. And, you know, I got to work at 10 right on time for the meeting. And then I'm in the meeting and I'm thinking, oh, my God, what if there were cameras in the basement? <laughs> because someone would see me scrubbing my body with a hose. Um, so I text my dad, who's the manager of the building, and I say, are there cameras? And he says, Probably. So I'm freaking out all morning, thinking like every I'm going to be a viral sensation. They're just going to blur. This could be your debut on um, whatever that OnlyFans. Oh, yeah, it could be. But since I was actually in the boiler room, so I showered next, hosed myself off next to the boiler, there is no camera. So there is no footage of me. But that was my day. And um, it's really one for the books. Um, That's lovely. Thank you. Um, I'm sorry. Also, that might be why people have gym memberships. I have a gym membership. You could have gone to the gym and showered. I would have been late because then I would have had to go and get myself, go over to the gym. And like, I I wasn't thinking straight. You know what I'm hearing from this story, Dina? I'm an idiot. No, you took the train. That's, that's so unlike you. Woman of the people taking the subway. I I feel like you love Ubers and taxis and in this moment of crisis, I feel like it's unlike you to decide to take a train. Here's the saddest thing about where I work is it's faster to take the train. Sad. Oh, (laughs) I hate taking mass transit. So sad. (laughs) too. Okay. Well, let's get to TikTok. I love mass transit. You don't, but okay. Yes, I do. I just, I love it. What do you mean I don't? I don't believe you. Oh my God. Okay, whatever. Continue. 
Okay. Trains. Demand more trains now. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so it was Yom Kippur. Uh, ben Platt and Molly Gordon have a great Yom Kippur song that I just want to play. Think about your sins. Think about your sins. Think about your sins. Don't eat anything. Think about your sins. Think about your sins. Think about your sins. Don't eat anything, Yom Kippur. Yeah, I saw it on my TikTok. It's great. Also, bagel shirt update. I posted a Yom Kippur video with my very long bagel shirt. I'm sorry you didn't like it. It's fine. I just feel like it could have been like a little snappier. You know, but I just needed to get it up on the talk. I am it has over 7,000 views. It's it's fine. They're promoting that. They're promoting yeah. anything that you... No, that's why I knew I didn't edit yeah. it, because anything that has an affiliate link, they gonna just get pushed pump it. It's going to get views, so I what mean, do I care? And what's the review? What's the what's the review on the bagel shirt? The bagel shirt, glad I got an XL, very soft. It was very great for the break fast to eat bagels in. I love it. A 10 out of 10 shirt. 10 out of 10. I would like one, I think, but I don't want to spend money on it. I have a coupon. I can you maybe use my TikTok coupon for it. You know what you should use your TikTok coupon for? What? Something steampunk. You should see if they have something steampunk. For I'm having a steampunk themed bachelorette party event. Well, that and leads into this leads into what your algorithm, algorithm is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, certainly. where I always say every week, I say I don't get bridal content, and boy, do I! <laughs> You're a liar. You do. So I got this content this week from at Celebrity Memoir Book Club, which is actually a podcast. I feel like something yeah. I'm noticing is, and once again, maybe this is a message to us to actually create any content for this podcast you said this last week too <laughs> i know we, well, just yeah. because i'm really getting a lot of podcast content yeah and it's good it's funny but this is a girl who has a podcast uh-huh. it's not from the podcast it's just her talking about why bachelorette trips and weddings are like so out of control i think that the explosion of bachelorette party and wedding culture and the loneliness epidemic which is not just a male loneliness epidemic there is like a big friendship problem right now are directly linked. It is hard to make new friends and I don't think people acknowledge it properly. And it's hard to maintain old friendships. There was another article that I did not read, but I watched a TikTok about, again, give me a fucking break, about how adult friendships are like lacking fun, play. Like people aren't just hanging out. Everything is like a plan that feels very like restrictive and directive. And that's why I think we had that whole thing a couple years ago where everyone was like saying that they love canceled plans. You, they were, everyone just makes plans that suck, okay? It actually is fun to hang out with people that you think are fun. So people aren't just hanging out anymore. There has to be like a reason that you can't say no to. And because people in our society have deemed relationships the most important thing, weddings are the thing you cannot say no to, right? So taking a girl's trip every summer feels very stressful. To be the one to plan it is a lot of work. It's a lot of pressure. But to say, this is my bachelorette party, people can't, it's hard to say no to that. And so people have gone fucking crazy with it. The other thing is that because people aren't just like nurturing their friendships, making plans just to make plans, hanging out, just watching TikToks on the couch together, you don't even feel close to these friends anymore. You have these friendships that are predicated on major life events. So the only time you ever see each other is when there's a reason so big you can't say no because no one's just texting to make casual plans because it's too much pressure. It's too scary. They are anxious about getting like rejected from regular plans because it does feel like a rejection when you say, do you want to hang out? And someone says no. Anyway, so the only time people are like 
able to send a big plan is when it's their wedding or a wedding related event. So now people are hanging out, but these friendships aren't cared for. Nobody is like actually good friends with anyone. The best bachelorette party that I've gone to was my friend, Claire, who also runs this account. I mean, and I, I have had really like a lot of fun. I've gotten lucky that I've had good bachelorette parties that I've gone to, but like hers was just the same, a different version of a trip that we take every year with a group of friends. So it wasn't stressful. It wasn't intense. There wasn't like this big pressure that like this was the trip of our lives. Yeah, I, I agree with her. I think this is a really good take. What do you think? I felt like it was a little bit self-congratulatory because in mentioning how people put so much stock in these trips with people who like they don't know very well even because they live so far apart with one another. And she was like, well, I go on a girl's like the same girl's trip with my friends every year and yada yada and like yes there is obviously some truth to that that you're gonna feel more comfortable and like you have more of a rapport with people who you stay in constant contact with Mm -hmm. but I think it I I think there is an element of clearly privilege and being able to go on a trip with your friends who don't live where you are every year like I I make a lot of effort to like go back to New York and stay in touch with people but it's it's hard to to stay in touch with people yeah i i thought of also i like my friends are always like i can't wait till you have a bachelorette party so we can all go together somewhere and my point is like i don't why do i need to have a bachelorette party i agree like just let's just take a girl's trip like yeah it doesn't need to be the thing and i have taken girl's trips i don't have a yearly standing one i think we just put so much pressure on everyone with these weddings and bachelorettes exactly and well in the bachelorette becoming the reason it's become a trip is because people live far apart and so if i were to have a bachelorette party in columbus it'd be like me and two people i don't think that's true actually i think people would go people are going to denver what's the difference between denver and columbus less resentment (laughs) we'll talk about that later we have a bunch of tiktoks about cities yeah but i think one of the primary points is it's hard to make friends as an adult and i feel that i feel that we've talked about this frequently and the idea of like having people you can depend on i do have a friend here who i feed her cat and i feel like having someone that you know that you can ask to feed your cat that's already kind of a win. Like, yeah, I know sure. that I can leave and if I need, like, my plants watered, like, I know, like, two or three people who might be able to water my plants. But that takes a lot of effort. And and it's hard. And the older we get, the harder it is to sort of, like, almost force yourself to be social sometimes because you're tired. Yeah. And to make new friends because it's just so much easier to hang out with the ones you already have. Yeah, the ones that shit their pants. <laughs> Okay, well, on my, <laughs> my little pooper, <laughs> on my algorithm, there has been uh, some good TikTok drama this week. And uh, first, first, I want to talk about Travis Kel- Kelsey and Taylor Swift. I couldn't care even I less. You were gonna say that possibly. Okay, I don't know why I have negative interest in. I love celebrity gossip. And Taylor Swift's love life, I could not be more bored by. I love this. And it was, like, so great at first. But, I mean, it is, like, enough already. I don't even know who this gentleman is. He's a I don't care to know. Uh, Oh. 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 (laughs) 
Okay. Oh, tell me. Oh, you can tell me. Oh, no, no. no. He's, he's a, a footballer. He, he's a footballer. He's a Titan for the Kansas City Chiefs. Oh, my God. I kept thinking you were saying Titan. Tight end. I, I. Okay. Well, I like them together, and it's fun. Like, it's, the memes are fun. Social media is fun, but it's enough. I, it's enough. Anyway. Is it her first sportif gentleman? Yes. That's why it's this bigger deal. It's the first time she's dating a sporty guy. Normally she dates musics. Musics or... Uh, uh, oh, there was the Kennedy. Jake Gyllenhaal. Actors. Yeah. The Kennedy. And I'm normally just they're like scrawny men, sort of. Like, not this like body type. I mean, Travis, he's really hot. He probably has brain damage. Oh, God. I hope he doesn't. That's what happens when you play football. I know, but okay. Whatever. Well, I, wish, I wish them well. <laughs> <laughs> Wishing them well. Okay. There is a feud between a Jets wife. So the Jets are a football team. Yes, a I wife. Know that. I'm not Dina. Okay, okay. Just I'm not sure. special. I just don't, I don't know. I, okay. <laughs> the wife of Bowden is the last name. Her name's Alexis Bowden. She went to a Jet game and was on the field, and she has some interesting. Beef with a customer from the Jersey Shore now. Guys, I have tea and it's piping. It's piping hot. If you're a Jersey Shore fan, keep watching. So my husband plays for the Jets. I was there tonight. I had his name on my... I had his number here. I had his name up here. I'll put a picture. So I'm on the field to say I had my husband before he plays. And I see Snooki walk by. I was like, holy shit, that's Snooki. I don't know anyone else that's there, okay? I never watch Jersey Shore. I just don't care about Jersey Shore. I just... Don't, you know. So Angela from the show, she walks in. I don't know who that is, okay? But I see this woman who's with Snooki, Pete me. She looks at my outfit. Like, I looked cute. I looked just so cute, okay? I see her see me, okay? Oh, my husband gets a DM from this girl, Angela from Jersey Shore. I'm like, this girl's a million followers. That's so weird. Like, I don't know, 10 minutes after this chick is eyeing me on the field, okay? It's her. It's the girl from Jersey Shore. DMs my husband and said, see you soon. Here's the DM, weirdo. Let me just show you my husband's Instagram on fast because, okay, this is it. There's me. There's our daughter. There's me and our daughter. There's me. There's him and our daughter. Okay. Anyway, I just want to say if you're a fan of her, she's weird. That's weird. You don't message a married woman's man. You're going to see him soon after you see his wife. Like a fly on the field, weirdo. So, first of all, she calls Angelina Angela, which is amazing. Is it Angelina the trash bags one? The one who, like, showed up to it? Yes. And she was also hated by everyone. I love... Uh, I, used Jersey, to watch, yeah. I used to watch Jersey Shore when I lived in Spain, um, and it and I would take the, like, dubbing off. Oh, yeah. And so it was uncut. <laughs> it was, <laughs> like, it was unedited entirely. So I saw just, like, unedited Jersey Shore, which is probably so much better than the yeah. one where things were bleeped out they got some they they potty mouse oh yeah uh so this alexis bowden has beef with angelina now angelina put on her i think on her tiktok or instagram that alexis has been like spreading rumors about her because alexis is claiming like and not claiming she has the receipts Angelino got into her husband's DMs 
And Alexa's point is like, why are you DMing with someone who you clearly know is married and has a child? TMZ picked this drama up. Like, it's insane. I'm here for it. I like it. Oh, um, Alexa, oh, and whatever her name is, Angelina's ex-husband is named Chris Laranjeda, which is a very fun Portuguese last name. He must be um, like Portuguese American or Brazilian American. Is that what you have to add to the conversation? <laughs> yes. Okay. Great. That's my take. That adds so much. Great you know take. what a laranja is? No, an orange? Yes. <gasps> oh. Yay! Oh, I'm, I'm so smart. Wow. And there was, there was, when I was living in Austin, these, my my friend, Je- I'm talking about Jessica last day, Jessica did a Fulbright in Billing in um, Pará in the Amazon, and she knew these guys who were in a band, and they, like, came and lived in Austin for a while, and they were, like, part of our friend group, and their band name, which I think is still around, is called Vina Laranja. What's, oh, like, orange wine? No, like orange vinyl. Oh, <laughs> okay, great. Vino Laranja. Okay, shout out to Vino Laranja. <laughs> shout out. Um, sorry, on. I'm so bored by football. Like, I, know. I love celebrities Football's... and football. Just it makes me. I, but I just this don't is care. football in Jersey Shore, so it's funny. No, I think that's funny. Her being messy. I also don't find that behavior surprising, which no, is why no, I'm no, like. No. But also, to me, a person like that, it's like. Wow, you really shot your shot with this gentleman. But I, I feel like a sport sport gentlemen are so well known for like stepping out on their wives that like. But I'm not surprised that's happening. But wait, but Angelina is. She, I think she's engaged right now. No, so she it, her spouse Laranjera. Yeah. <laughs> they're no longer together. That's oh what yeah, I was just but, saying. Chris, but she's engaged Laranjera. to someone new. Who is she engaged to? No, she was married to this Chris guy. For three years, she appeared on Couples Therapy. Oh, she's engaged to model Vinnie Tortorella. See? So that's the, that was the Jets wife's point, was that she's engaged. I don't and think also, that, this is a married man. I don't think their, li- I don't think their love life is very, going very well. These, these folks, man. These folks. These anyway. people. I'm just looking at them. They are a type of person. Okay, great. Well said. Okay, let's move on to our stitch trends. I feel like we should have a song for stitches. We'll think on it. Stitch, stitch, stitch. Stitch this. Okay, our stitch (laughs) trends section is a stitch we've spoken about uh, previously uh, about being a freshman at NYU. And Maggie Rogers has a, a great take on it. Do you think anything feels better than being a freshman at NYU? There's no... I would just like to recap that my first day at NYU, we had to introduce ourselves. I was wearing a black American apparel tank top with a built-in bra and a long floral skirt that had buttons all the way down that I had gotten at the East Maryland Goodwill that I thought was just so indie I could die. And everybody had to play music to introduce themselves. And I was such a, like misunderstood film character in the back with my shoes off like barefoot with my legs tucked into my desk (laughs) so it gets to me and i go up to the front of the room and i'm fully fucking barefoot in my prairie skirt it's 2012 and i decided to read a spoken word poem 
that I had written because I wanted to be known for my words. <laughs> at least she's self-aware. Oh, that's exactly what I was going to say. She's laughing at herself about how ridiculous she was, which brought back a memory of when I was in a writing class at freshman year of NYU. And the professor said, you know, tell everyone, go around and tell your favorite artist. It could be a musician, could be a writer. And everyone in the class said some like obscure writer. And I said, Jay-Z. And everyone laughed. But I'm like, that's a legitimate answer. <laughs> I don't know. Also, it reminded me of just the film kids at NYU. One who made a movie where someone walked on a sidewalk and she colored in the sidewalk cracks red and blood mm -hmm. and she said that the blood and the cracks represented like a female's vagina no and she went on and on about feminism and i was like literally it was just someone walking on some red cracks like how did how did someone get that and people were that's that's trying too hard right there I mean, I was a bit too much. I just remember... You were a lot, yeah. With, with um, <laughs> I was going to say a bit too much, but yeah. <laughs> we never... We would have been... Like, I wouldn't have been able to be accepted by someone like Maggie Rogers. Like, there were levels of hipster mm-hmm. at NYU, and the real hipsters wanted absolutely nothing to do with the likes of me i was just aspirational like there was no way i was ever going to be accepted by one of the real nyu hipsters and you know what i'm glad that i wasn't because that's how you became friends with me i just remember there was this there was a lot of like wearing like never washing your hair and also wearing (laughs) shirts with like a lot of holes in them like a lot of holes i also remember Someone in mine and Melissa's class, it was a film class, put her bare feet up on the seat. And then Maggie was saying she was barefoot. I, and we were repulsed. Like, it's disgusting. Put your fucking shoes on in the classroom. People do that in restaurants. I've recently, I saw someone do, Ivan and I went to get food at a place in Columbus. He pointed it out to me. He said straight to jail. And then like not three days later in New Haven, Connecticut, we're at a breakfast place. And there is a woman sitting like that, with her like legs tucked up, shoeless, sockless, 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 uh, in a we restaurant. Need to, we need to. This is should not be normalized. We could. We need to have socks on. We need to have shoes on in public spaces. Although I just saw a TikTok about in Australia how everyone walks around barefoot in like restaurants and like malls and supermarkets and i just think i'm gonna step on something yes but uh, you know what i'm 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 walking it back a little because it is better for your foot health like the muscles in your feet not if you mine. walk barefoot no mm-mm. it is no 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 it, it is not for mine not for i yours, was told not to walk around the house barefoot i need some support i that's why we love ufos ufos house shoe <laughs> shout out can't find us without our ufos in the house no, I don't walk around barefoot. It's I don't very either. bad for people like me with flat feet, so. Yeah, well, same for me. And oh, that's like the people on the airplane who take off their shoes and socks. Um, I don't want to see it. I don't want to see it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the NYU hipster is a different breed, but I really enjoyed capturing that angle of it because there's so many, like, there's so many archetypes of NYU kid. And... She really, she did, she did a good job of showing the 
the hipster artsy kid archetype. Yes, 100%. All right, moving on to our audio section. So as you know, I am on the messy side of TikTok, which actually I think with your little Jets content, you're getting yeah. a bit of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I came across a user named The Real Catherine, who is recapping the hashtag blue collar stealer trend. I do not know what side of TikTok I'm on or why I'm here, but I have to share this with y'all. So there is this trend going on right now. This song, You Ain't Woman Enough by Loretta Lynn. All these girls are saying all the blue collar stealers and then giving like a reason. Apparently there's women that are trying to steal their blue collar husbands. Let me show you a few. Why are you coming on the internet and admitting this? First and foremost, jaw on the floor. To all the blue collar man stealers, mine poops for 30 minutes while scrolling marketplace, pees on me in the shower, tracks dirt in my house daily, makes me wash his hair, only likes certain pairs of jeans for work, and probably talks shit about you. What? Me explaining to the blue collar man stealer he doesn't even cut his own toenails. Hey there, you blue collar stealers. You don't want mine. He poops for 47 minutes and you're lucky if he doesn't send you a picture of it before he flushes. He sends me on regular beer runs and uses all of my purple shampoo and conditioner. If he had to choose between me and fishing, he would choose the fish. He doesn't remember important dates or anniversaries and says flowers are a waste of money. He hates cuddling and always wants to steal my pillow because it's better. Why are you admitting this on the internet so why are they making up an imaginary person that wants to steal their man had you seen any of these original blue collar no I, I do remember something similar to this yeah. which was the bucket bunnies trend mm-hmm. when there were all the people going for whatever there was a storm or something and they were doing power lines the line worker i don't know what they're called the, the line, line workers, workers the line right and so there was a lot of activity on tiktok about women saying like you better not come for my line worker man and calling women who were in <laughs> bless you thank you you caught my allergy oh my god through the computer um they were calling women who go after this type of man bucket bunnies mm-hmm. so it's a bit up this avenue it totally is i had never seen these and also it fits perfectly with the the, the poop pooping <laughs> But this, I obviously, the, the girls who are doing this trend are probably exaggerating. I don't know. I don't know either. I think it's sort of like when people are like, you really think you ate. Like, you really think you did something there. Mm-hmm. And you're really just putting yourself on blast for dating, like, a gross human. Right. It's an interesting, it's an interesting trend. But I, I like having this type of low stakes sort of world I am unfamiliar with drama messiness on my tiktok algorithm and i do get quite a lot of it yeah it's a good audio trend i like that she explains the use of it too exactly good work okay content creator spotlight there's a content creator named at vita carry she always says how creative she is the craziest thing about being creative is this isn't a green screen i literally printed it out The craziest thing about being creative is this isn't the text. I printed it out. (laughs) She basically, you can't tell that she's not using a TikTok filter. So she's always like printing things and showing it and people get fooled. But she does it in the funniest way. Uh, And she has uh, so many followers. Like she's 
She's great. Go check her out. It's more visual. It's definitely visual. I don't really know how to explain this type of content that well. I mean, it's playing with the visuals and it's playing with the viewers' expectations of what backgrounds are and what they're seeing on the app and joking about being creative. I think it also might be a play on the... The everyone's so creative. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Exactly. Are you creative, Dina? I think everyone is creative in various different ways. Do you think the girl who wanted to make a Sidewalk Cracks movie about her period via the blood-stained color of the Sidewalk Crack was creative? I think everyone is creative in their own ways. (laughs) Yes. But that's personal taste. Too. Do you have sure. personal taste? Do I have a lot of personal taste. I like salty. <laughs> I like spicy. <laughs> I love soy sauce. <laughs> All right, let's 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 keep it moving. Okay, celebrity on TikTok. Okay, so this is not a new celebrity on TikTok, but celebrity gossip on TikTok. And it's the user at devotedly.yours recapping a new song that was put out by Shakira. This woman just, she keeps taking hits at, at PK. And honestly, he's living for like it. Big douche. So go off. Pop off, queen. If y'all thought Shakira was done dragging this man through the mud, she most certainly is not. And this time, she has the nanny involved. Earlier this year, Shakira had our jaws on the floor when she not only dragged PK, his new girl, but also her bruja ex-mother-in-law. In her new single, El Jefe, she not only has her nanny, Lily, in the music video, but she tells her story. But before we get to the lyrics, you need to know the backstory. Lily was the nanny to Shakira and PK's two sons. She's also the same woman who figured out that PK was cheating on Shakira and told her because she is a girl's girl. Because she did that, PK fired her without Shakira being in town or even knowing about it. And on top of firing her, he also didn't pay her. After Shakira found out about the affair, found out that the nanny was fired, she not only wrote a song in her perspective, she also put her in the music video and rehired her as the boy's nanny. Lily's own daughter confirmed it on Twitter, saying despite everything, she continues to work for Shakira. I love you, mama. And Shakira paid Lily a million euros to be in the music video and is giving her a percentage of the royalties. Shakira also is in the news this week because she still owes money on taxes. We spoke about this a while but then, ago. That's addressed in the Bisa Rap song that like part of that was because of PK. Right. But yeah, but it's it's all coming out. So I thought it was going to be done when we discussed the song the first time. But good for her. Just keep on punching. I mean, I feel people always say like it's it's awkward for the kids that they have to have their family's personal dirt being out in the media and the fact that the mom is capitalizing so much on it. Um, Yeah. You know, I, I understand how, I understand the point where it's like, does she really need to air their dirt? I mean, she's clearly just pissed. And the dude seems crappy. So... I don't and she know. needs money to pay her taxes. She needs money to pay her taxes. She's making money this way. I also think, I mean, good on her for, like, setting things straight with the... The, uh, the, the public. No, the woman who 
the nanny. Oh, who, the nanny. Oh, yeah. The who nanny. she features in the video and is like giving mm-hmm. money. She knows how to ingratiate herself to the public. For sure. Because then yeah. I got another, there, there's just like another resurgence of the Shakira PK stuff on TikTok because I got another one which was PK in a club and everyone's like screaming waka waka and they start mm. playing like, you know, like they're just like bullying, like trolling playing him in Shakira. the club. Yeah. And I got another one. of So I've been getting a lot of actual, um, like a resurgence of the PK and Shakira stuff. But I don't know. It, it makes me feel like, yeah, it's kind of crappy for those kids but those kids are children and their dad sucks yeah this just reminds me of the kardashians who like kim always says that she's not gonna talk shit against kanye because they have children together and she would never want her children to view their dad a certain way but also kim talk shit about kanye he said anti-semitic stuff like speak out about that and kim one of their like discursive tactics is to constantly recur in any situation to children and family and use that as a shield against owning up to anything, mm-hmm. being responsible for anything, advocating for anything, taking a position. So it's actually like a very vacuous use and kind of a gross and advantageous use of their children. Yeah, and they talk about it on their show, so it does become a storyline on their show that they are making money on. But also, right, I they don't kind actually of... care about the kids; they just care about making <laughs> no, money off of the show. But I do think she Kim cares about her kids, and I actually like I I kind of do empathize with not wanting to talk shit about your kid's dad, your Nazi again, the, the the Nazi father again, of your children. When it comes to yeah, when it comes to that, you know, you have to take a stand. Yeah. I did see one thing, and I'd be interested to hear your take on this. I saw a creator the other day talking about Chris Evans's wife. Um, I think her name is Ana Batista. Alba Batista. Alba Batista. And she is Portuguese, but her fa- like she grew up in Portugal, but her family is was from Brazil, but by way of Germany. And not the good way. But the person was talking about how her Wikipedia essentially has been scrubbed so that any references to her German roots roots and relatives and the fact that that can easily be attributed. They were described, I think, originally on her Wikipedia as German refugees, not Mm. as Jewish refugees. So that that says something. Well, there's a couple of things. Uh, just because they're from Germany, it does not mean they were ex-Nazis. So, like, right. you, can't, you can't equate those. And just because her family was Nazis doesn't mean she was she, a Nazi. Exactly. Uh, that's a, or a is great, a Nazi. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's a great story by, by, obviously, my grandfather was a Holocaust survivor. And my dad was scared to buy a German car. And he asked my grandpa, like, can I, I think it was, maybe it was a Volkswagen. That's a German car, right? Yeah, I have one. Yeah. And my grandfather was like, yeah, it's a good car. You could buy it. Like, the only way to get on in life is to sort of, you know, not go back to the past and assume everyone is evil. Well, I also think it's an interesting, because this person was saying it as if it was this, like, crazy hot take, like, this girl is a Nazi descendant. And, yeah, I'm like, I don't know. As a grandchild of Holocaust survivors, I do not think that is I mean, if she continues to 
believe in the ideologies of her um, predecessors, sure. 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 Also, Chris Evans would never. How do you know? I just know. He's so wholesome. He's so, he seems great. I would never make an assumption about a celebrity that I I like him a lot. They're actors. Okay, but I like Chris Evans as a person. All right. Fine. I hope he never asks you, do you know who I am? He would never. Because I just you would know, know who he, he was. He, exactly. <laughs> and he would never. I just know he's a sweet man. I don't think I would recognize him if he walked directly really? in front of me. Oh, I him really like Chris and the Evans. other one. There's so the many other Chris's. One, they all look yeah. the same. Yeah, but I, Chris Evans is my favorite. Mm, I could not name a single movie he's in. He's like Captain America. Never seen it. I never saw it either. I just know about that. So why do you like him? Why do you know he's nice? Because because he, he is Catalina. <laughs> he's a nice man. How do you know he's not nice? I'm just saying, not nice until proven nice. Okay, I do have a story of a no idol nice to me. I didn't say I idolize him. I just think he's a nice man. All right, whatever. Um, quick aside was on the elevator with Rosie Perez last week. She was out of her way nice. She made sure me and my coworker went on the elevator first. I was like, no, after you. She's like, no, 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 after you. Uh, And we didn't like say like, oh my God, you're Rosie. We just rode the elevator down. And she just seems genuinely like a good person. And also that most people probably do recognize her and she does need to be nice. Because if she... You wouldn't have recognized her? I don't think so. Oh, she's really recognizable. But yeah, great celeb experience with Rosie Perez. How did we get on here? Uh, we were talking about Shakira. Yes, exactly. And then the Holocaust. Shakira, great. Shakira. Okay, should we move? It's actually sad. We don't have any food drink trends this week, but that goes in tandem with uh, Yom Kippur fasting. Wow. I also feel like there has been food, but nothing has really like... It set off the bells off. for me. Yeah. Yeah. So let's move on to learning on TikTok. We have a video by at Fairy and E. So I'm in the Netherlands right now, and I'm telling you guys right now, Dutch people are fucking unhinged. Like, if I was here, I would have absolutely no friends. You guys would never see me. So I'm visiting a friend here. She's hosting me. But I also have a colleague here who's also American. She lives in Amsterdam, and she asked me if I wanted to go someplace with her. And I was like, you know what, I'll let you know the day of, because I don't really do plans in advance. Black people don't do that. Turkish people don't do that. It's just not in my lifestyle. And she goes, that's fine with me. However, I want you to know that here, when you come here, Dutch people have a calendar that they keep in their bathroom. And if you want to see a Dutch person, you're going to have to make an appointment like a month in advance. And I thought she was playing because that's, isn't that the most unhinged shit you've heard in your life? I was like, there's absolutely no way that every Dutch person needs therapy, right? So I go and I'm here visiting my friend and she goes, okay, what time do you want to leave tomorrow? And I'm like, just when I wake up. And she goes, well, what time do you normally wake up? And I said, well, I normally wake up at around 10. And so I wake up at around like 9.30. I'm lying in my bed for like 20, 30 minutes. Tell me why at 10.01 on the spot, this bitch walks down the stairs and she's knocking on my door and she's like, good morning. And I'm like, you know what? Maybe I need some structure in my life. Rise and shine, right? So I go into the guest bathroom and I sit down and take a piss and I close the door and you know what I see? I'm not even playing right now. They literally have a calendar right here. And so at this point, I'm in distress. Walk up to my Dutch friend and I'm like, why do you have a calendar in your bathroom? She's like, well, you go to the bathroom every day. Like, you have to look at it every day. So you can't forget what's on your calendar, right? And I'm like, why don't you just put it on your fridge? 
He goes, Artemis, what are you talking about? Well, when I put it on my fridge, the bathroom is perfectly fine. I get a lot of this content about different cultures. First of all, I get a lot of, this is another thing, I get a lot of Dutch content. Oh, interesting. There's one Dutch creator who I get a lot. I'm going to have to find the name. Maybe we can feature him next week. I actually think I feel like I get him on Reels for some reason. But I get a lot of Dutch content. And this one, it's about like Dutch customs and the way people act in the Netherlands and so and so. And I just was, I I mean, I think it is true that in different societies and in different situations, people are more improvisational, more spontaneous about spending time with one another. But what I enjoy about this is I had never thought about putting a calendar in the bathroom. And, you know, their reasoning does make sense. It does, because her reasoning was that you're always in the bathroom. And she goes on to say, well, why not put it on your fridge? And they said, because you're just, why would I? You're just always in the bathroom. But I don't handwrite a calendar anymore. It's everything's on my phone in my Google calendar. So Mm. I do like the idea, though, of looking, staring at a calendar as you're in the bathroom. And then it reminds you. Yeah, I do like that idea. Should we start doing that? We actually have this calendar. I'm going to show it to you. I I think my sister got this calendar for Ivan this year. Oh, it looks like a calendar of tractors. It is. It's the tractor 2023 wall calendar. Oh, and we, we have nowhere put to put it. Yeah, I'll put it in the bathroom. And he's going to okay. be like, why did you put this in the bathroom? <laughs> and then when he asks, when, when people come over and they say, why do you have that tractor calendar in the bathroom? I'll say, I'm Dutch. <laughs> he'll say, what the fuck are you talking about? We should about? ask Charlotte. We should ask we Charlotte. Have a Dutch, <gasps> we have a Dutch source we can ask her if she has a calendar in her bathroom i like the idea of putting time on someone's calendar to hang out and like scheduling it i think the culture she was saying in turkey people just show up and it's like do you want to go to the beach right now that would stress me out i like a plan Uh, Mm -hmm. but i think that's also more of the american way to do it like people don't really just show up at your door no. But people also don't have calendars in their bathroom. I also think it depends on the size of the place you live in, how yeah. close you live to your friends. Do you have friends? <laughs> do you have friends? I would, if someone just showed up at my door and Columbus was like, want to do something, I would be like, what? But I feel like in places that I've lived where I had a lot of friends, I definitely would make spontaneous plans. I do think I, Yeah, I do, yeah. With friends who I am less close with, I will make more more organized plans. Yes, agreed. More agreed. organized plans, yeah. Okay, our last learning on TikTok is about carry-on bags, a video by Riley J. Smith. Today we need to talk about a little conspiracy that is happening with carry-on luggage. I've been doing a ton of research on carry-on bags lately from brands like Bays and Manos and July and Away. As I've been researching the different sizes of these most popular carry-on suitcase options, I realized that a lot of them don't actually meet size requirements for most U.S. airlines, let alone international. So today we're going to rank all the most popular options based on how many airlines they actually meet carry-on requirements for. Side note, I know a bunch of you are going to comment and say you use some of these bags all the time without issues, and yeah, you can probably get away with them for airlines like Delta, but today we're going off straight dimensions. I think a lot of people are going to be upset about this one, but coming in last place, meeting only the requirements for two of nine major U.S. airlines is the Bay's carry-on roller. Technically, this only meets carry-on size requirements for Frontier and Southwest. Okay, so that one was about U.S. bags, Mm -hmm. and she basically gets up to rate 
rating all of them whether or not airlines yeah they actually they actually yeah and then she does it also for international bags but today we're tackling the 15 most requested international airlines that you guys left in my comments and i even got a fancy new template for you guys so let's get started with last place first up in the category of bags that do not meet any carry-on size requirements for international airline it is the base carry-on roller you can see that it meets zero out of 15 international airlines and only two out of the u.s also in the zero category is the bigger away carry-on bag the large size carry-on closet by soul garden the aviator carry-on plus by Paris. The 21-inch carry-on from Quince, both the Travel Pro Max Light Air and Platinum Elite carry-ons, Frame Carry-on Max by Arlo Sky, and the Freeform Carry-on by Samsonite. And in first place, coming in at 11 out of 15, I can't believe there are no 15 out of 15 bags, the Carry-on Closet Medium by Soul Garden, the Trunk Carry-on from Calpac, and the July Carry-on Light. Let me know what bags you want to see in part two. Have you ever had to think about this, Dina? Or have you ever thought about this? I have had the same Costco like carry-on bag for a really long time and it's a really cheap carry-on bag and it just works everywhere for me. Uh, the wheels are kind of breaking so I probably should get a new one but no I don't really think about it because I just use that bag and it's fit for me. I've thought about it. I, I became aware of it in Europe because that's mm -hmm. when I became aware of the fact that the carry-on bag size is there are different than the carry-on bag sizes in the United States. We have more of an allowance, but it really depends on the airline yeah. and how they're feeling that day, how much they're going to let you not do their dimensions. Like I would never even try even remotely with a with an airline. Like first of all, I, will you catch me dead flying Ryanair. Oh no. Knock yeah, see, I haven't rode an airline like Spirit, Frontier, or Ryan in a long time. <laughs> EasyJet, I I don't know why I have less of like a vehement hatred for EasyJet than Ryanair. Ryanair is just foul to mm -hmm. me. It's a means to an end, but it is also maybe a means to your end. So <laughs> <laughs> to your own demise. Yeah. Um, but. I will say when I travel in the U.S., I know I try to travel with a carry-on. I have a Samsonite, which I it's pretty small. I'm pretty sure it fits both areas and or both in many regions. But I always travel with like a backpack, my Samsonite, and mm -hmm. then I have my little Lululemon fanny pack. Yeah. And there are airlines that will yell at you and tell you to put it in your bag put your, when I you're always, boarding. I always put my, I don't have the Lululemon fanny. I have the Uniglow like over the shoulder and I'll put it in my backpack because I'm afraid I'll get yelled at they for yell having at you, too and many I'm like, things. Where do you think yeah. I'm putting this? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Put it uh, up above. Like what? What do you think Take up the cabin space. I, don't get me started with the with the airlines yeah all right let's move on to <laughs> our miscellaneous uh section we have some good miscellaneous videos so i actually saw this video we're gonna play the original first but i actually saw the f the stitch first so the original is about first second and third cities but at out. Are you a first city, second city, or third city kind of person? As I've moved around in my 20s, this is something I've started to identify more and more with. You may be familiar with the term second city as a nickname for Chicago. It was called that because of its relationship to New York being like second in population, maybe second 
culturally, Second City was a pejorative title until the comedy group reclaimed it. And I like the term Second City, especially as somebody who doesn't really want to live in a first city like LA or New York. I've come to realize that I like a more mid-sized city. So I've kind of expanded the concept to just be like any city that's sort of like second in command in relevancy compared to LA and New York. So like second relevant cities would be like Seattle, Austin, Denver, Boston, DC. Like that's why I live in Seattle because I like the size and I like that it's not as in the spotlight as much as LA or New York. Like I like it being a little less in the sphere. But actually, as I've been traveling around, I think I actually might be a third city person. Like I love a little mountain town that just is totally off of people's radars. If you moved there, people would be like, huh? Like, why are you in Santa Fe? Why are you in Bend? Like how random. So basically she's just differentiating and telling the origins of the idea of your first city, which is your your LA, your New York City versus Chicago, which got the nickname Second City, which was thought of as sort of, or has been spoken about as if it were a second tier city. And then she starts talking about third cities and sort of what attracts her to third cities. And third cities would be like Bozeman. Second city, she gave the example of BZ Hyde, Chicago. She gave the example of Denver, mm -hmm. Seattle, Austin. and Austin. Yes. Yeah. Which, and then people in the comments are just arguing about like, yeah. what's a first city? What's a second city? I will say I am friends with someone who is very upset about Columbus. <laughs> And what, prefers, what would you think Columbus be? I would say Columbus is a, if it, it I mean, it's a third city. I think it's a It's got two a population of one million. No, it's, it's not a two, two and, and a half. half. Absolutely not. That's it's very okay. generous. Third, no, because, 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 because of the wonderful things she um, Let's play the stitch before we get into this. Okay, the stitch is by at avocado.dan. I've been trying to conceptualize the cities I visit in this framework as well. There's actually an even easier way to classify all these cities with just two categories. There's good cities and there's brewery cities. There's either a lot to do or you just go to breweries. So you have first cities and you have and brewery, brewery cities. It's so true. I love this. It's a good Such way a of... simple explanation. Yes. I was in Denver this past weekend for a wedding, and it is such a brewery city. It's also, it's like, in my eyes, it's not a city at all. I can't even believe it's a second city. It's just not a city. Well, there's less urban density. So that took me, I, I think, okay. And, and there's is, no public transportation either. Is there none or is it bad? None. There's like a bus you. that goes up and down a street. It's very bad public transportation. Yes, and that's a and that's why I love trains. There is yeah, there's, there's no trains in rail. Denver. There is a rail, but the rail yeah it takes you from the airport maybe to some annual ridership seven million nine hundred thirty five. That's like one day in New York City. Yeah, I mean it's not good in Denver. Okay, that is an issue. Yeah, I agree. However, people in the United States who are used to Cities with good public transportation and urban density are the people who live in New, New York. York City, Boston, Chicago. LA. Less urban density even in Chicago, but there is like the, the, the inner city loop. Los Angeles, terrible public transportation, but is still seen as a first city because of its size. Its metropolis size. Places with urban density, San Francisco, Seattle, they don't actually have giant populations compared to other cities, but because of the fact that they have urban density, people who are used to cities 
with more urban density like New York City see them more like cities. Places like Denver, Austin, Houston, Dallas with sprawl, it's a different type of urban development. So Mm -hmm. yes, it's still a city, but there is no density in the way that you have. And I mean, you live in the densest, the most dense city ever. Another thing with American cities is that most American cities' downtowns aren't, are like vacant, right? Particularly after COVID because what was going on in the downtowns is that they were really only where people went for offices. And so when people now are working remotely, these downtowns, a lot of them are like ghost towns. Let's look at a place like Austin though. Austin, not a lot of urban density. However, because of its giant population boom in the past 10 years, more or less, its downtown is becoming more and more like a downtown that you would expect. It still has really pretty quite bad public transportation and it still has neighborhoods that a person who lives in like a New York City would not recognize as an urban neighborhood, but they are part of what would be considered the downtown. All this to say, when (laughs) I hear people complain about Columbus being like not a real city, it's like, you have an idea of what a, re- a quote-unquote real city is based on your experience with urban density and your experience with public transport, which is tragic in this city. There is 25% of the downtown in Columbus is surface-level parking lots. That's bad, but that doesn't make it not a city. Okay, go off, Miss PhD. That was just like a dissertation. Sorry. I, I got some frustrations surrounding this issue. I actually do kind of like Columbus, also because I lived in Oswego, New York, which is not a city. But also, you are showing your dissertation, PhD. What is it? You're showing your doctoral knowledge about cities and what you've studied in urban centers as well yeah I mean I just think that there's there's and I have this experience too when I moved from only ever having lived in New York City or like Madrid which is a European city which is a walkable city right to a place like Austin because then we get into this idea of walkability Austin not a walkable city or at least it's becoming more it's still really a car-centered city and so it's a big sort of like mental shift to be put in a place and be like wait this is the downtown this is crazy there's yards <laughs> in the downtown. let's go back to this brewery thing though which is yes. really the simplest you just spent four minutes talking about it but that tiktok summed it up in less than 10 <laughs> brewery seconds. cities a brewery city is denver it is Nashville. Maybe not Nashville. I disagree, though. I think that there's so much more to do in places like Denver, Nashville. I, when I think of a brewery city, if I'm going to, like, boil down a brewery city, I'm going to say Asheville, North Carolina. Yeah. But it's funny, because when me and Ashley visited you in Columbus, we did spend one day, and we were like, let's go to a brewery. I mean, yeah, what else are we going to do? Go to the... (laughs) I mean, but the other thing is that... There are cultural activities. There are activities. It's also about how much do you know about that city. But yes, if the primary activity is brewery, that Mm. says... But also now everywhere has a brewery. My hometown has a brewery. It's so true. Is Cheshire, Connecticut a brewery city? (laughs) 
<laughs> okay, I think, I think there's it. public transportation cities and there's car cities. And, and there's Denver LA. Is, <laughs> and Denver is none of the above. No cars in Denver. No, there are too many cars in Denver. Mm, I believe it. You know what New York City oh. needs more of? Cars. Cars, probably. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, can I just say my favorite part of Denver was at a brewery we went to. Just an amateur wrestling night broke out in the back. And it was planned, but no one knew. And amateur wrestling is quite fascinating. Uh, and we had a great time watching. Would, if you were, and this is how you can end... If you were an oh no 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 we have one more video but if you were an amateur wrestler what would your name be? Ooh, I was about to make a Holocaust joke, but no. it's in poor taste. Um, you can tell me after the podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, there was an amateur wrestler who was clearly dressed like Dora the Explorer, but they called her Lola the Adventurer. So that's why I was thinking I'd be like. Dina the Jewish bagel or something. <laughs> I never think about amateur wrestling names, but I do think about drag names a lot. Oh. And my drag name would be Hamona Lisa. <gasps> That's really good. Mm-hmm. Think of one for me. Turtle Tuck. It's <laughs> <laughs> pretty good. Uh, oh, that reminds okay. me. I have to show you a very gross video of a turtle. No, I don't want to see it. It's not of a turtle. It's of something tattooed as a turtle. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So the final video is by a pretty well-known creator pair called At a Twink and a Redhead. And it's how people wake up with different alarms. It's really funny. This is definitely a visual one. Yeah. But it's very spot on. What alarm do you use to wake up? The regular automated one. one. But you guess which one Ivan uses. I don't know. Guess. The f- nice one? No, the... Oh. <laughs> oh, the buzzer one? Well, Ben doesn't have an iPhone, and his Android one is actually a beautiful melodic noise to wake up to, and it startles me every time because I'm not used to such a nice noise. I remember when you used to set, like, a song or something. Oh, that was fun. Yeah. I should start doing that. It's a good way to be in a good mood in the morning. I should have set the song Pills and, po- Pills and Potions. Pills and potions, we're overdosing. I'm angry, but I still love you. I still love, I still love, I still love you. <laughs> I'll stop. Um, okay, I would like to wake up to maybe Levels by Avicii. Is that how it goes? What about Sandstorm? We need to go. Okay. Well, thank you for listening. We'll be back next week. Please share, rate, review, subscribe. Thank you very much. Thank you.